Words matter. They can change the course of your day. Just listen. You are brave. You are stronger than you think. You have value, worth, and dignity. Don't you feel better already? Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Join author and board-certified life coach Janelle Reardon as she opens a very important conversation about the power of our words. Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I am Janelle, your host for today's conversation, and I am so grateful that you have made your way here. It's a crowded marketplace out there with a million, gazillion, trillion podcasts, and yet you, my friend, have made your way here. So welcome. Pull up a chair, relax. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. Welcome. Today, we begin a short mini-series, a three-week journey called If Mama Ain't Happy, Ain't Nobody Happy. Oh my goodness, we all know this adage, and it is so true. And as I have been writing, not only Overcoming Hurtful Words, my newest book, but the next book, Stronger Than Ever, Nine Tools for Emotional Health, I added to that adage that if mama ain't healthy, ain't nobody healthy. And I believe there are no truer words spoken. When a woman, an emotionally and spiritually healthy woman, because I believe those those two truths, principles, practices are woven inextricably. You cannot separate one from the other. If I am emotionally unhealthy, I'm going to carry that baggage everywhere I go, everywhere, into my church, into my workplace, into the PTA. And I've said this before on podcasts, so I'm not going to repeat myself. But when an emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy woman is at the center of a family, a workplace, a PTA, a soccer club, you fill in the blank. When that emotionally healthy woman is at the center, home, work, community, church is a safe, sacred, stable, secure place to be. The operative word there, words, to be. You do not have to be anybody else but your truest God-breathed self. So our journey begins because as women, we wear many hats We spin a plethora of plates and we juggle a never-ending cycle of bouncing balls. I, in my family, with raising children and in life and even in, in my work, it just seems the minute I get it figured out, something changes. Life is fluid. Life is ebbing and flowing. Life is tides that come in and tides that go out. Rarely is it stagnant or immobile or does it stay the same. It's a fluid life that we live and we have to learn how to be stable, be that still access in the center of all of these wheels that are turning and whirling and moving and changing. So over these next three weeks, I want to take the time to look at our Speak Healing Words mandate, which is we are 
committed and called to strengthen the threefold cord of emotional health and spiritual authenticity. We could say emotional and spiritual health, however you want to say it. As I just said, I believe you cannot take one from the other. The more emotionally healthy I am, the more authentic and beautiful my practice of faith is going to be. So if I am harboring jealousy and have had a problem with anger, I'm going to bring that into whatever sphere I, Janelle, walk into. We spoke last week that personality is how you show up for life. So it is critical then for me to care for my inner life, my inner self. That threefold cord of emotional and spiritual health involves a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills. I, I'm pretty sure you might be sick of hearing me say that, but I bring it back up because in my Ask Janelle section of my weekly e-news, a brave male pastor from India, Vilbert, he asked me to, if I could take the time to clarify what I mean by that threefold cord. I loved that he asked me that. I, I tell you all the time, ask me, ask me, ask Janelle, ask me questions. I'm here because I want to be a blessing to you and I want to help strengthen your life. And so, yes, Vilbert, this, this episode is for you and everyone in your sphere of influence in Bangalore Baptist Hospital in India, which I hope to one day walk the halls of and share the message of Heartlift. Well, I take this threefold chord analogy from the wisdom of Solomon in Ecclesiastes 4.12 in the Old Testament of the book that I love so much, the Bible. And he wrote, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It's just beautiful. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Isn't that the most powerful visual? Three are even better. For a triple braided cord, a threefold cord, is not easily broken. Oh, just envision, and I'll try to find the picture I have of this huge boat, this ship, this carrier that... The, at the bottom of the anchor, you know, the, I mean, between the boat and the anchor is this gigantically braided rope that is so strong and powerful that, that it keeps that anchor down and that ship from moving. It's a powerful picture. I'll try to find that and put it up on our private Facebook page at Speak Killing Words or the Speak Killing Words community. So this three-full cord, this ended up becoming a strong theme in my newest book, Overcoming Hurtful Words. And as each chapter unfolded, I found a three-full cord within that. And I'm going to be really unpacking that this summer in our summer series uh, just to really bring home this Heartlift Method and how vital it is to our emotional health and our spiritual health. So this threefold cord then, we'll study the healthy sense of self this week, healthy behavior patterns next episode, and healthy communication skills on our third Wednesday Wisdom episode. I put out this morning on Facebook, and uh, I'm going to add it to Instagram, this 
power, powerful survey that is called Emotional Health, How Am I Doing? Don't trip over something behind you. That's my, my hope that this survey, I've already gotten in so many beautiful responses. And I just wanted to give you a couple of them as we begin today. So the first question is right now in your life, you are most frustrated with. It's a multiple choice. I give a lot of different um, options. But the number one answer right now, what are you most frustrated with in life, was almost a tie at this point with what we've been receiving as of this point. And what people are most frustrated with right now is a tie, like I said, between managing daily life the busyness of daily life, activities, the rushing around, the lack of work-life balance. And this really rocked me. Angry reactions to husband, children, family, and friends, i.e. I'm just plain angry. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. So obviously, we're going to be revisiting. I am taking this survey to heart. I'm looking inside a woman's world. And over these next three weeks, I'll try to add and and cater and curate uh, helpful hints and tips to help you really manage what you are struggling with out there. Uh, The second question is, would you consider yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 with one with 10 being the highest and one being the lowest, a people pleaser, a worrier, anxious or uptight, uh, fearful, control freak, fearful person, hypersensitive, insecure, negative, bitter, unhappy, angry, or jealous. Okay, here's another drum roll. Guess what tied? <laughs> this is why I love your participation in this because it really opens up some locked doors that we're hiding behind. We're presenting our our false self as this perfect person to everyone in our sphere of influence, but yet behind closed doors, we're struggling. And that's what I'm here for, to help you with your struggle. I'm right there with you, trust me. So the answer to this was what they're... Um, what they most identify with here is being fearful and jealous. Jealous. Lady, man, thanks so much for being honest. And I ask, have you sought counsel, help, mentor? What's helped you? What resource has actually helped you the most? And there are different answers for that. Um, I asked, would you agree that the inner life of our emotional health and well-being is foundational to having a strong interpersonal relationship? It was an astounding 100% yes that our inner life, i.e. our emotional health and well-being, is basic and foundational to having strong interpersonal relationships with others. I have been in a 12-week intensive certification program to be a practitioner of a healing modality developed by the wise founder of Young Living Oils and a clinical psychologist who worked together with Dr. Young Uh, Dr. Perkis. So together they um, worked with therapeutic grade essential oils. And then Dr. Perkis created through um, 20 years of research, clinical work, practice, therapeutic practice, 
this healing modality that is much like EMDR. And I, I talked about this last week and I will be talking about it a lot more. But in this study, I have just been head over heels in passion about emotional health once again. And Dr. Perkis said something very, very interesting that I want to share with you today. Um, he said, if you want to be different, you need to shift at the level of identity. Well, bingo, here we are. Identity is your sense of self. That first chord in our threefold chord of emotional and spiritual health. He also defined happiness as climbing the hill that is yours to climb and you feel strong enough for the journey. Oh my gosh, lean in. Oh my goodness, if you are not driving and you're able to write this down, write that down. How fabulous is that definition of happiness? I mean, it's so biblical as well. It's so beautiful. Climbing the hill that is yours to climb and you feel strong enough for the journey. Now, doesn't that answer what in our survey, what women are most struggling with? They're fearful, fearful to climb the mountain, fearful to make the change, fearful to take time to work and develop practices that will enrich our inner life. Many of you have said, you know, managing daily tasks, it's a joke that I would get me time. It's a joke that I could um, practice self-care. No, I'm here to tell you at age 59, if I can call back to you, my dear friends and listeners, you must make me time. You must make self-care a priority one. You must, must put on the oxygen mask first. Oh, if I could have learned that. I heard it, but I never took it to heart. I was busy, 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 busy. Dr. Perkis adds to that, if you're climbing the wrong hill, you will never be happy. I just think that's just the most profound definition of happiness that I've come across in a long time. Climbing the hill, you that is yours to climb, and you feel strong enough for the journey. All right, so I'm here to help you in some mountain climbing preparation so that you can truly have a strong sense of self, a strong identity, a strong understanding, and how I coin this in Overcoming Hurtful Words is that your God-breathed capacity, your God-breathed purpose and potential, your God-breathed identity. I'm just going to keep saying it. Repetition is one of the laws of the learner. And when you understand your Genesis 2-7 God-breathed identity, you live and move through life in a profound sense of meaning and joy and confidence. It's a game changer. It's as if you take off one pair of glasses that are distorted and blurred and you put on a beautiful, beautiful, clear 
uh, frames that help you see life in a different way. So to have a healthy sense of self, that's part of our threefold cord. What, what then is it? What does it mean to be emotionally healthy? Let's just backtrack for one more second. And we have had a episode on this, but I want to clarify once and more, once more. Oh, I sounded like Lawrence Welk. I want some more. Emotional intelligence is another way of saying emotional health and wellness. The emotional quotient, the EQ, is a beautiful study that was put out by a Harvard, brilliant Harvard professor, and he gives the nine different emotional quotients. I'll find that for you and put it on our private Facebook page. But emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathically, empathetically. Emotional intelligence absolutely is the key to personal and professional success, and as we've said here, and as I'm adding, to spiritual health to having a fulfilling spiritual life, not a religious life. Well, I don't even want to misuse because religious isn't a bad word. Shall we say maybe a rote life, R-O-T-E, a rutted, enriched. Do I have to go to church this morning? Do I have to go to Bible study? Do I have to do prayer? Do I have to? Do I have to? Should I? Should I? Should I? Shooting all over everybody. You know, you should do this. You should do that. Okay. Emotional intelligence. When we're healthy on that level, there are three major points to that. It, it means that we have emotional awareness. We are not afraid of emotions. And we're going to dig deeper and I'm, I'm going to be crafting a, a short video this week on, on how most of my life personally, and I've watched many spiritual leaders and there's many commentaries on this that, you know, we present a spiritual persona, a facade And yet, we're very shallow (laughs) on the inside. And we don't treat people well in in our inner worlds, our inner spheres. We present someone else publicly, and we're somebody else personally and privately. That's called being disintegrated. We don't want to be that. We, I, I long for myself and everyone in my family to be integrated, to be the same person 24 hours a day and that they feel so safe to just be, that I can love whoever is in my life for who they are at that moment. And I'm, te- I'm telling you, it's not, it's not easy, but it's my, it's my heart's goal. It's what I set as my intention to allow other people in my life to really be safe and feel like they can just be who they are. So emotional awareness is just knowing emotions are information. They're not something to be scared of. Um, They should not be something to be scared of. Anger is anger. It's when we wield it wrong or we wield it uh, and and misuse it. I've even heard some scholars say there's no such thing as an unhealthy emotion. So I checked myself because initially I, w- I used unhealthy and healthy. Um, I think that we can say unhealthy is when we wield something wrong, when we misuse it, 
when, uh, like the Bible in Ephesians says, be angry and sin not. Well, anger, anger is wrong when I use it in a way that's really going to hurt the other person. The second aspect of having a great emotional intelligence is the ability to harness these our harness our emotions and it's it's written that we have over 34,000. We have eight primary and anger is one of those, but when you mix them all together and there's a wheel of emotion that says there's like 34,000. It's crazy. The ability to harness those emotions and apply them appropriately. So that would be when Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit being self-control, that I am implementing self-control. So once again, this just shows how inextricably woven spiritual and emotional health are. If I lack self-control, that means I have an unhealthy relationship with my self-control. And so I'm going to treat others, I'm not going to treat others well. I'm not going to image God in my life in a, in a positive way. Third, it's the ability to manage our emotions. This in, in our world of counseling and psychology is called emotional regulation. And under that is something that I have been spending this past 12 weeks understanding and learning and deepening my awareness of how to help you and add value to your life is something called memory reconsolidation. So it's very hard to practice emotional regulation if you still have memories in your brain, in your amygdala, in your brain that are negatively charged with traumatic emotions or difficult emotions or hard emotions. So that's why it's so critical to stay in tune with your inner life. Now, in Overcoming Hurtful Words, I offer a beautiful illustration on, uh, on the heart, a heart that is filled with worry and fear and jealousy and envy and anger and frustration and gossip and insecurity and inferiority. And it, oh, it's just jam-packed. And it's an illustration of my heart through these last 50 years. And how that crowds our heart. So if our heart is crowded with these very unhealthy states of emotion, because we're not processing these things well, then we are not going to be that healthy woman in the center of our home, our workplace. No, we're not going to be that woman. And so it's just critical to be able to understand how to take the time out of our crazy busy lives in this crazy culture we live in that just is so digitally attached to computers and screens and myself included always. How then do we take a moment, take a step back, take some time to develop a strong sense of self? Well, I think the first beautiful step is to really just put into practice 
what is known as the contemplative practices of stillness, solitude, and silence. And that begins simply by just taking five minutes out of your day, wherever you are, to be, to sit, to right now I'm looking out my window and it's just stunning because this beautiful big tree in my front yard is the wind is just moving through the leaves and they are just glistening. The sun is shining on them. They're moving and swaying as if they were dancing in the breeze. I just took a moment to breathe that in, to look at that. So this week, as always, we scratch the surface, but this week, take the time to be. Ask yourself the question, how am I doing today? How am I doing today? Am I really living in my true story? Our last series was all about the power of story and rewriting our story and are we living in the right story? Do you even know your true self? Oh boy, I didn't. <laughs> and, and through these past 12 weeks, this deep study, once again, stretching my soul, I've gotten to know myself better. I spent some time remembering the fifth grade little girl who ran the elementary school supply store. I spent some time thinking about how confident she was, how much she loved that responsibility. I remembered I didn't have the responsibility of running the whole entire school. I just had the responsibility of the supply store. Reminds me of Dr. Perkis's comment, right, on happiness. Climbing the hill that is yours to climb, and you feel strong enough for the journey. I remembered that with great fondness and reminded myself that I don't have to run the whole world. I have to run the supply store that God has called me to run. And I just remember being so happy doing that. And that gave me a great sense of happiness and a great sense of clarity on my life today. That I get out of rest and I get crazy when I look beyond what I've been called to do. When my sights get set on some other aspect <laughs> other than my own. And when I focus my energy and attention on climbing the hill that I have been called to climb, then I am strong enough for the journey. I hope that has helped you today. Spend time really coming home and understanding your true self, your God-breathed self. Once again, I will put those tools up on our private 
Facebook page, the Speak Healing Words community. So that you can take the time, make the time, spend the time getting to know yourself again. Maybe there's a little fifth grade little girl in there that you forgot about who was so peaceful and confident and happy running that little supply store every morning. She didn't have to run the whole world. She just had to run her piece of it. I hope you find a good, strong, deep breath and find joy climbing your mountain, the mountain that you have been called to climb. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleReardon.com.